podcast, so I take it you know how we start the podcast. I have absolutely zero idea. What we like to do is sing in harmony together. So it'll sing the name of the podcast. So it'll be pretty self-explanatory once we get started. So all you need to do is find it complete the harmony. Yeah. You're right. the third harmony. Okay, so... <laughs> As in, once you stop? or in no, 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 no. At the same time, it's it. a three-part harmony. Uh-huh. So... Social media, social club. Social media, social club. <laughs> All right. Gorgeous. Thank you. Welcome to another episode of Social Media Social Club. That's Hannah. That's Josh. <laughs> Just throw a camera on there. Um, and today we have a guest with us from Hydrogen. His name is Chris. Here he is. Hi. Hi, Chris. <laughs> How are you? Uh, nervous, to be fair. Nervous? Very nervous, yeah. We established off-air that this is your first ever podcast, which yep, statistically as, surprising. As, yeah, as a white male, I've never done a podcast before, so... It's <laughs> unthinkable. Shocking statistic. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, now you're just a number. Now, now you're now part of the 99%. Now you're just a percentage. <laughs> so, why did we get you on today, Chris? Well, Hannah, do you, want to, do you want to answer that? Well, Chris is our head of design, resident creative. And we want to talk to you about the rise of AI and art. Now, this has obviously been a contentious topic. Yeah. Especially, especially, I mean, in general, across the world, not so much in our office. I mean, we're all kind of, I feel like, in general, on the same page on it. But mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. good to kind of like address both sides of the discussion and see kind of what people are saying about it, see what the case is for, against, stuff like that. Yep. So how, do, how does it make you feel seeing more and more kind of AI art and the sort of the web? <laughs> <laughs> the worldwide web. The world, speak? When you're surfing the net, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Once you've logged on and cut off the phone line. Yeah. Um, I mean, it might seem like a bit of a cliche answer, but it excites me and terrifies me all at once. Like... To, to the end of what we're just saying there, for years and years and years, the caveat to like AI won't be a thing to worry about because creativity, human intelligence is always the thing that we've got over anything it will ever have. But mm-hmm. the stuff that mid-journey is popping out is so far beyond anything that I could physically create, you know. It's, it's that this is sort of like, a, if you think about it, we're kind of in the middle of it happening. This is a bit of a revolution in terms of what can be done. Yeah. And that's probably the scary part of it is, yeah. and certainly in the last few months especially, we've started to see it crop up more and more in things like stock assets. You know, we'll sometimes have to put together something uh, without having the facilities to go and take the photograph herself. And we'll start looking through it on stock sites and we'll think we found the perfect one. <clears throat> and then it just goes to that little tag saying generative AI and you go, ah, yeah. Yeah. Like is it really subtle the way that they mark so that then? Are no. Th- are there laws around how you need to disclose if something is AI? I feel like, th- I don't think at this point there are laws, certainly to my knowledge, because it's so fresh yeah. um, out in the world. But I think it's just more of a morality thing more than anything at the minute. I don't doubt that there will be extensive work being done to create said laws, probably by an AI. Um, but yeah, we've we've seen it even as recently as uh, as last week. I thought I found the perfect image, and it kind of said some interesting things. It was looking to get a mechanic standing like that. That was a woman, specifically, 
and pretty much every single one of those was generated by AI. We don't have these in the real world. Which is quite concerning. (laughs) Um, But until I saw the little tag saying it, I would have been fooled, and that's the worrying thing. Because even even in the last three or four months, where before you go, oh, well, you know that they're not because the teeth are a bit funkier. The eyes are a bit dead. The fingers are all weird. dead set things where you see there's an extra tooth in the middle or like the eye looks like it's kind of jumping down a wee bit yeah. but it's like scarily yeah. accurate just the idea now. that it's like AI yeah, can create images beyond your wildest dream that it's like a, a woman mechanic <laughs> is like the you <laughs> can be yes. anything with AI <laughs> <laughs> take over um, D- just, just quietly before we kind of go into because I think the application side is definitely something we want to talk about yeah. but just can you quickly explain mid-journey for people who might not know? I feel like ChatGPT is maybe a bit more in the public lexicon, yeah. slightly more, but mid-journey, how, could you, how would you explain that? Quickly? I mean, it's definitely one that I'm not as familiar with as ChatGPT as well, and to, to be quite honest, I've made a point of not using it, um, but it is more creative-focused from my understanding. It is more about flinging out surreal fantastical images architectures that something a human mind could never actually dream of without years and years of putting effort into mm-hmm. um whereas chat gpt is a bit more kind of overall multifunctional um yeah yeah you can ask it basically anything and then you started to see stuff like that crop up and even the likes of new adobe products like photoshop there's a beta at the minute that now has a generative fill function which yeah. we've had extensive fun with in the office. Uh-huh. Add dinosaur, and it's just the most cookie-looking thing you've ever seen. <laughs> um, but that's that's a kind of a layman's differentiator between ChatGPT, MidJourney. MidJourney, from my understanding, is much more visual and creative-focused. Yeah. So you're, so you're talking a lot about like the functions of it and stuff like that, and I think, t- to me, from the, from the kind of sort of basics I understand of the argument around that artists are, are kind of like obviously quite incensed by the idea that their work's being used for certain purposes and stuff like that and I'm like is there like a middle ground here and to be honest the only middle ground that I could think of like because I'd read a quote and it was these programs rely entirely on the pirated intellectual property of countless working artists photographers and illustrators that was uh, Harry Woodgate that said that mm-hmm. um, which I completely agree with Yeah, but I think what you're kind of saying is that you can use it functionally for it, like examples and stuff like that to give like clients an idea of, of stuff yeah. as opposed to it being in the case of art for art's sake which I do disagree with I think that's yeah. that that to me seems icky and mm-hmm. wrong but potentially if it's fil- fulfilling a function as to give like an example or something like that to storyboard and stuff like that then it's, it's actually yeah. I don't to me that is less of an issue yeah for me that side of it, it being used as a tool mm-hmm. is the bit that excites me because it allows us to do much more interesting things when we pitch the clients it allows us to be much more visually descriptive than just having to have a quick a quick doodle to try and do it or spending hours grueling over a, a mock-up instead. Yeah. But yeah, to your point, it's when it is the art for art's sake. It's when it's trying to deliberately fool you as well. That's when it's more scary. You know, we've mm-hmm. it's it's been something that has been widely discussed for years with deep fakes a few years back and mm-hmm. you know, the implementation of that sort of stuff. There have been, you know, court cases over people having deep fakes are very, you know, unsightly things with their face on them yeah um and you know that's just the tip of the iceberg really but yeah i i I think the case of the matter is for that more art for art's sake the way that these programs work is they can only take in what already exists Mm -hmm. um so there's that's that's where the the safety net lies a little bit for me is that we still need to have that original stuff there in the first place 
it won't ever really make something quote unquote original and new. It will create something new, literally in the sense that we've might maybe not seen it before, but it's only going to be based on other stuff that's come before. Mm. Yeah. So that's where the little differentiator comes. People have their limits, obviously, but there are so many of us. <laughs> yeah. That there's going to be someone somewhere that has something genuinely new to think about, and AI can't necessarily come up with the new fashion, the new trend. That's influenced by people. That's generated by societies and groups of people bringing that forward. Yeah. And AI can't do that yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, because they're, o- they, they're only set to do a function. Mm-hmm. You know, people yeah. think AI and they go Terminator, Skynet, it's all gonna, it's all gonna go to hell. Yeah. But you know, there are people in place, you know, that work the ethics into these things, so that they're only designed to do what they're programmed to do. Chat GPT can tell you everything about a specific subject, but it can't come up with something new on it. Yeah, because it's not yeah. functionally built to do that. So taking time to understand that element of it mm-hmm. means that you know it's not a complete, you know, a complete one goal for humanity. I guess. I, th- I think that's the thing. Like it's not so much the like speaking about the ethics of it and stuff like that. Uh-huh. People are kind of saying like it's obviously inbuilt with certain ethics in mind, which is important and I kind of like not ending the world kind of way. <laughs> but I suppose the more if we're looking slightly more granular, granular. That's quite a hard word to say. Granularly. Look at it with a bit more of a granular lens. So if we're looking at it more granularly, just say it and don't make it look like I've just Purple achieved something. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So what was I gonna say? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when you're looking at it more granularly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like the ethics maybe don't go far enough yet, but that is the, the like problem because obviously yeah. we're seeing quite disgusting things yeah, technology moves it. faster than we can move to regulate it yeah that's the, the worry the thing about it is and i've i've said this really well it's not the tech itself that is the concerning bit and not where the morals really come people. into play <laughs> it's the people using yeah, it so like if you look at like sitcoms now they will be based on sitcoms of the past and they will have similar storylines to something that's happened in the past so like humans are basically kind of their brains are acting in a similar way to ai where ideas that we have like we will sit coming up with content ideas but they're based on things that we've seen other people do mm-hmm. so like it is actually just a tool that moves a bit quicker than our brains do like functionally yeah, yeah. however i will counteract your point by saying have you seen the bear actually talk, haven't talk about that original absolutely <laughs> unique <laughs> No one's ever thought of like no. a show around cooking. <laughs> hey, I've seen cooking MasterChef and the drama around cooking. Um, yeah, no, that that is a fair point. Like, there's there's even marketing phenomena around about that, like the thirty year cycles of thing. Yeah. Where the idea being that you know people of our age grew up in the nineties. Sorry. Um, also, I should be saying sorry to you guys for outing you. Um, <laughs> like the stuff we grew up with then will now start to be becoming more popular again because yeah. we are now the people who are making the content yeah. for yeah. other people. It's quite cyclical. But for why. people younger than us, they think that's completely original. Well, that's because it. they weren't there you know, the first time. So. Something like Stranger Things is entirely an homage to eighties horror. Yeah, but a lot of people are just going to pick it up not because of the nostalgic element. I wasn't around when those films were out. Yeah, you know, yeah. but people just loved it as well. So it goes it's to show that new. it's always receptive. Yeah. Give it a little bit of time, something will always become fresh again. I do, I do think though that like the 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 kind of what you were saying about AI being it can only go on what it's been told before, and like that is true of mm-hmm. of, of humans as well. But like <laughs> I think AI, like the way AI thinks is 
not like normative. Is it, mm-hmm. like there's, there's a normativeness to to how it thinks and how it processes ideas. It makes what the most sensible thing would be. Yeah. Based on because it's looking for the safest option kind of thing. Whereas mm-hmm. I think that's where the human ingenu- ingenuity comes in. Yeah. And kind of like, well, what if we tried this with this totally thing that, that shouldn't match with it? Well, that's like, it. Like I think that's the. It's even the likes of a, a chat GPT prompt. It still needs a more specific input from the person to get something more specific out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll if often find that I know what I want to get from chat GPT uh-huh. before I go on yeah. to ask it something. So I'll, I feel like I'm constantly going, no, more like this, no, more like this. And then it comes up with something and I'm like, I feel like I could have come up with that because I knew what I was going for well, that's anyway. It. Yeah, basically, I think I think it was Simon Pegg recently put out a statement, not put out a statement, I think he was maybe spoken to at Mission Impossible premieres or something. Um, and he was commenting on it because I think you've seen it, the, the plots to do with killing an AI, something to do yeah, with that. Uh-huh. Um, so he was asked about it and he said, like, yeah, basically it's just having to fish from the majority of what's out there, which is mundanity. Mm-hmm. Like, there's only ever going to be so many diamonds in the rough. Not every script, not every image can be the best thing ever. Yeah. So it's going to have to mostly pull from just average stuff, mm-hmm. which is half the reason that the idea of an entire film script being generated by an AI is very worrying because it's just going to completely homogenise yeah. everything that's going out. Whereas the way he said it was, you know, an AI hasn't had its heart broken, an AI hasn't lost a parent, an AI hasn't, you know, had these life-affirming and traumatic moments that characterise them yeah, and that can then be put into the work. I have seen a lot of really cool stuff using AI. Like even um, I saw something the other day for like the Barbie movie and it was like, the Barbie like dream house or something if it was like lots of different movies like there's mm-hmm. so many creative things that we can do with it I saw one that was like a pride parade happening in countries where it's illegal and it's like mm-hmm. that's just really cool to be able to visualize things and yeah. see things that we can't build or that aren't real at the moment yeah. so I think there are some exciting possibilities for it but yeah I want to get your perspective on how no, we can maybe use it you're bang on like the idea that we can auto-generate exactly what we're talking about for an early pitch stage rather than yeah. having, you know, instead of it being two weeks labouring over this thing to make it look perfect because it's just got to be bang on, we can have that battered out in a couple of minutes and iterate on it through yeah. that time. Like, it, it it goes back to what I was saying about it being a tool. It's It shouldn't be the be-all and end-all. It should be helpful yeah. to um, to elevate what we're already doing as opposed to replacing it. When people yeah. are kind of like, oh, it's a bad thing, I'm like, how do you think electronic artists work? Do you think they just make stuff like loops, all that kind of stuff? It's just helpful creative prompts mm-hmm. to get you to get your idea down faster. Yeah. Well, you've still got an idea, yeah. and to like, yeah, to, to make it easier for for more things to be built upon built yeah. upon it. To like link back to the example I gave earlier on that content aware tool, that used to be like, right, I need to try and grab a bit from here, and I need to try and make sure the color matches, and like it would be ten minutes getting rid of a teeny tiny bird, but then I can just put a little marquee around it, say, do that, please. Yeah. And it does it for me. And I can then just get on with what I want to be doing, not yeah. all this monotonous So it's helping you with stuff. the little tasks that actually that's aren't it. overly creative. Yeah. And I think that's the thing of it. It gives me the headspace, like the real estate in my head to focus on that, which yeah. I think is the real benefit of it. We obviously, I think, collectively agree that it's, its functionality is very useful to us. Yes. And it's, it, you know, like it, it's more the public that is dangerous. So if you're watching this, it's not us, it's you. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's it's public consumption of it. And 
I could do with it the way the Wes Anderson AI. I don't know about you. Like, oh, imagine if Star Wars was Wes Wes Anderson. First, I don't need that. The first couple <laughs> were fine, but I'm I'm waiting for like when I seen the twelfth like, one on LinkedIn. I was like, please <laughs> have mercy that's, upon that's my soul. One that's the one place that it is actually really irritating me is LinkedIn, especially. Yeah. Every other creative page where it's like, here's what all the Harry Potter characters would look like if they were buff. <laughs> That's legitimately no, one that's that I so had. True I legitimately that's had. Why is that on LinkedIn? Like, why Why do we need to see an AI-generated Ron Weasley with, you know, a 12-pack? Nobody was cares. Like, on TikTok, it was like, here's the brand if they were Norse gods, and it was like a McDonald's god and stuff like that. And I'm like, please, yeah. like, I don't want to live here anymore. Well, they, they, they started off quite quaint and quite inventive. It was like, you know, with like, Imagine it's like a little scene in a jar and like, oh, there's the little mermaid in a jar and here's Star Wars. And it was just like, very quaint. it was very old. Really it was just little odes to these things. Instead of just like, here's Ariel, but she's got three heads. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, yeah, it definitely has waned in my patience on LinkedIn. Because it's like, but even at that, it just, that, that again is reflective of the people that are using it because they are just dried up of ideas. Yeah. Like, like just creatively bankrupt. Yeah, it's like it's, it's just like they got the little auto generator, like people. okay, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but Van Gogh. Like I don't know. <laughs> I think this is like, as good a place as any to wrap up the main portion yes, of agree. the of the podcast. Um, I think yeah, I think we've agreed, and I think we've kind of like solved solved the case. Oh, perfect! It's the public who are wrong. Yeah, <laughs> AI isn't the problem. It's you. Yeah. Uh, now we get to the point of the the show where we like to play. A little game. That wasn't a saw reference, but it turned into one. Uh, so the game today is try and surmise who the AI guys are in each oh, of these yes. film franchises. Oh, is. oh, oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love those I'll read that one more time for the listeners at home. Maybe we didn't hear me the first time. Try and surmise who the AI guys are in each of these film franchises. Okay. 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 I actually really like the Not all of these are franchises, but it had to rhyme. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know. Anyway, <laughs> so question one. Are you ready for this, Chris? Uh-huh. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. What is the name of the AI in Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning? What? Or the name of the AI. What is the name of the AI? Or the name of the AI? Sorry, I thought I it was going to be like... So yeah, the, the aim of the game is, to, is to, to guess what the name of the AI is in each of these films. Okay? Okay. I mean, I have seen Mission Impossible 1. Mission Impossible 2. So this is a total stab in the dark. You haven't seen Dead Reckoning? Uh, we've talked about this. Sorry. Well, okay. I haven't seen it either. Then want to take a guess at what it's called? John. Right. John, alright. Okay. Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. Oh. Is that not John Fitzgerald, not a person? Have I just done that? I'm afraid to say the answer is the entity is much oh, more generic God. than that. Oh, that's a total choice if I had one. Next one is last year's Megan. What is the name of the AI in last year's Oh, that's my favourite movie ever. Uh, yeah, tell us, Chris, what's the answer? It's long. Well, Megan. <laughs> correct, that's the correct answer. The answer's Megan. Oh, but that's what I had to <laughs> give you what it stands for. <laughs> it's Megan with an E. Do you know what it stands for? No. They did say it a few times. M3gan? Is that probably more accurate? Yeah, because yeah. she's the third. Next. Question three. Prometheus slash Alien Covenant. What is the name of the AI in Prometheus slash Alien Covenant? That's big Dav. That's David. David is correct answer. I, well I really like Alien Covenant. 
I quite I like it as well. I feel like I'm in a minority with this. Good. That's a good movie. The only thing I don't like is that bit where, like, that nah, doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> not on camera. <laughs> yeah, not got time for that. Um, Ex Machina. What is the name of the AI in Ex Machina? This is a really good quiz for Chris. He's getting really into it. I was thinking about this. I love Ex Machina as well. I was in bed writing this. I was like, oh, I'm going to trick him with this. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's like Ava or something, isn't it? Ava is the correct answer. Well done, Chris. You're so good at this. I watch movies a bit. (laughs) Just a little bit. Question five. What is the name of the AI in Christopher Nolan's Interstellar? Promising Interstellar. You haven't seen Interstellar? No, I haven't seen Interstellar. That is shocking to me. I went through a long period of just not going to the cinema unless someone came with me. And then I went to see Jojo Rabbit myself and I thought, I've just walked into a whole new world. Um, Go to the cinema by yourself. Is this to be one that walks? It is the one that walks. Yeah, I feel like I've seen it in maybe like the old YouTube video talking about how that was a real thing and not CG. Um, Got a clue? Yeah, go on. It rhymes with cars. Lars? Lars? Nope. Lars? Keep going to the alphabet. We'll Fars? Nope. Yars? Lars? Nope. Cars? Nope. Jars? <laughs> Zars? Nope. Tars? Tars is correct answer. Well done, Chris! You knew <laughs> it, Chris. You knew First it the time. time. That's so Amazing. good. <laughs> so, question six. Resident Evil. One. I mean, you can't be mad at me for not watching the Resident Evil movies. Like, pretty garbage. Um, I watched it for the first time the other week. <laughs> Is it different from the games, which is frustrating because I know the games really well. Oh, he's adding some context. It's oh. the wrong answer. Oh. <laughs> oh. Just make your wrong answer now. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I, my you don't mind, get marks for your it's, it's like a little girl, isn't it? Uh, yeah, uh huh. It is a wee girl. I don't know the name now, I just know it's a, a little red projection of a girl. You're half right. I'm going to give you the point for that. It's the Red Queen. Oh, is the name really of the answer. Ooh, yeah, you did Okay. Uh, okay, so the penultimate question in this quiz. I, this. robot. What is the name of the AI and I, robot? Is it the main one? Yeah. Sunny. No, the other one then. <laughs> oh, oh, no, yeah, that's just the robot. Um, v- Vicky? Yeah, Vicky's the right answer. Vicky's the right answer. It's not a good movie, but I like it. The final question. The final I'm question, not. and try and surmise who the AI guys are in each of these film franchises. Franchises? So the way it rhymes. 2001 A Space Odyssey. How? 9,000? Oh. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> that was honestly pretty <laughs> impressive. But you were missing 3,000? I was like, oh! <laughs> I'm sorry, John. I was here waiting on Iron Man. That's the only one I know. That's Jarvis. That's Jarvis. I'm yeah. <laughs> gonna make it red for you, sir. <laughs> Is that too easy? I, I didn't include that because I was like, oh, Chris will know that. He'll get that. But I you didn't. could have put one in for me. <laughs> <laughs> you put Who's the AI in Tracy Beaker? <laughs> for context, I'm wearing a Tracy Beaker t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I decided for the art versus AI episode, I should wear my favourite artist. I nearly said Jacqueline Wilson. I know, I nearly said Jacqueline Wilson earlier as well when I said that. Nick, Nick Sharrett? Nick, 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 Sh- Nick Sharrett, yeah. Oh, Nick yeah. Sharrett. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know. The illustrators of art of books will be my next one. The Quentin Blakes, the Nick Sharrats, all those good people. Sharat. So thanks, Chris, for trying, and surmi- trying to surmise who the AI guys are in each of these film franchises. 
Uh, <laughs> that's the end of the show, everybody. Thank you so much. Um, do you have anything you want to plug before we conclude, Chris? Um, no. Because I, <laughs> I just couldn't think. Uh, anything I want to plug. The bear again. Go watch the bear. Okay, I'll watch the bear. It's life changing. Life affirming. Okay. All right, then that's the end of social media. Thank you so much, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Josh. You're welcome. Thanks to our off-screen producers. Yeah, thanks to our team behind the scenes. Bye. Bye. Bye.